1: Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.
2: IGN Playlist is a new home to your game library. Rate games, share lists, and log your game time powered by how long to beat. Sign up for early access today at playlist.ign.com. and hello everyone my name is jonathan Dornbush, and this is podcast beyond IGN's weekly playstation show where we cover all the latest and greatest in the world of playstation even if playstation is occasionally quiet but we actually do have a few big playstation pieces of news to discuss this week i'm joined by jada griffin
1: hello again hello
2: also joined this week by mark medina
3: yeah, last episode of the year. I'm very excited. I, I don't understand what's happening next to me. I could I could have swore you said Matt was going to be on, and there's just this weird queue thing happening. I don't understand what's going on.
2: Yeah, Matt Matt's supposed to have been on the show the last couple of weeks, and he hasn't been yeah. able to make it in yet. The queue's been pretty bad for him, so uh, we're hoping he can make it in at some point. But, you know, these these issues with online games and online shows, you just kind of, oh, Matt! Oh, hey. wait, wait
4: Hey, hey he in. Oh wow. <laughs> You're back. I've been oh. waiting since last night to join and it you know it just oh
2: <laughs> Well, you what only have outbreak. about fifteen minutes before your next meeting, so it should be <laughs> fun. Uh but no, Matt Kim is also joining us this week. Matt, thank you for being here.
4: Of course, thank you.
2: Happy to have a very- you
3: that was a very visual gag. If you want to know what just happened, you have to go to the, you have to go to the video. You have to- <laughs>
4: yep. This is how we get the views like and subscribe on YouTube, you know? Yeah.
2: Uh, ring that bell as the kids say, uh, but explosives. no, uh, we are, uh, as Mark mentioned, this is our last, uh, podcast beyond for the year. Um, we will be back in the new year. I think we're IGN is back up and running pretty much the first week of, of, of the new year in 2022, but, uh, this'll be our last proper sort of beyond for the week. Uh, end the year uh so we've got some topics to jump into uh and also for those looking ahead though uh though we'll be you know dark for a little bit at the end of the year there will be a podcast going up next week that sort of is a cross podcast podcast of all the shows at ign so look forward to that but uh before we get there we do have some playstation news to jump into and for those who are listening and or watching uh the week this goes up i am contractually obligated to mention that ign is hosting the u.s premiere of the matrix Matrix Resurrections. I know what that movie is called. Uh it's on December 18th at 5 30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh we'll be revealing an exclusive clip from the movie, uh, ahead of it coming out a few days later, uh during the stream, and we'll also be featuring interviews with the cast of the film. it's it's, it's a bunch of wonderful people in that movie. Uh mm-hmm. IGN's own Max Scoville and a few others will be all a part of it. So uh go check that out. Uh if you're looking forward to the Matrix Resurrections as I am. Uh mm-hmm. I cannot believe we're getting nice uh moderating chat i assume
1: yes exactly live <laughs> moderation of the chat like no you can't say that word i'm gonna have yeah. to sorry i'm gonna have to hide you from our viewer list yeah sorry, sorry
2: keanu you can't say that come on <laughs> um no i would that never
4: out. No, Keanu, Keanu. Never. Never. would never. No. We should, yeah. yeah, we should let we should make that make clearer. that very
2: clear. No, yeah, Keanu would be perfect on any stream. Uh, <laughs> Keanu, please come on the show. I don't care if you don't play video games, including the ones that you're in. Please come on the show. Uh, but anyway, let's jump into some PlayStation news. We do have a few topics to talk about this week. Uh, we'll we'll bounce around between a couple of them. Uh, But basically, you know, right before the year is decided to end, there doesn't seem to be any sort of PlayStation event happening, uh, which I don't know if any of you knew this, but was a rumor running throughout this year that PlayStation was going to surprise drop PlayStation experience was a leak that kept happening throughout the year. Uh, That hasn't happened, but instead we have gotten a few pieces of information from PlayStation. And the first one I'm going to bring up is you can now get a different colored PlayStation 5 console, kind of. Uh, PlayStation is now revealed that they are going to be uh, distributing themselves. These are first-party created uh, PS5 console covers, so you can essentially switch out your PS5 faceplates from the giant white fins that you may have. Uh, for five other colors, they all have this galactic theme to them, which has been running through their DualSense colors so far. But they are uh, midnight black, cosmic red, nova pink, galactic purple, and starlight blue. Uh, Black and red will be coming in January, and pink, purple, and blue will be coming in the following months. Uh, Two different versions of each color will be available for those who have either the disc or the digital edition PS5. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they also are introducing a couple other uh, DualSense colors to match these, uh, since they did have uh, a few others out there with the red and black already. Uh, But they will have the the teal-ish color, the purple and the pink. Uh the console covers themselves are currently only available pre-order directly from Sony. They're going to be $54.99 uh, available to purchase, uh, and and will be available in specific regions uh and, and others will be announced throughout next year. Uh but you know, this is I think something that uh I at least have been calling for a lot on the show since pretty much the PS5 was revealed. Um and these sort of come on the heels of of a first year of people creating third-party. PlayStation Five covers that Sony either clamped down on with yeah, and uh, getting you know. in
3: trouble for it.
2: <laughs> yes, yeah, but yeah. there have been uh, some legal messes that we could dive into. But first of all, I think on on just the the first two questions I want to ask very quickly are one: Are you excited that Sony is doing this? And two: Are you going to buy any of these colors? And Jada, I'll start with you.
1: Uh yes, I'm excited they're doing it because I know a lot of people hate the the stark white um of the console because it's such a big object in all, all of our entertainment stands now um that's something that is just you know that pale white is just really kind of contrasts some people's setups so i'm excited that they're at least doing something about it for those people um i don't know if i'm personally going to get one because my entertainment stand is white so it kind of matches my mm. whole setup for me um i might i might get a black one just to see how that looks Um, but the white doesn't bug me because of my setup, so probably not right off the get-go. Maybe yeah. we get a special edition. Yeah, and I do
2: want to get to that uh, bit of the discussion as well uh, in a little bit. But yeah, Mark, what about mm-hmm.
3: you? Yeah, so the, the problem I'm facing right now is if they'd announced this like a month ago, I probably would have got one. I, I don't know if you'll be able to see. But mm. right there is, that's my Xbox, my Switch, and my PlayStation. <sighs> The switch is the new OLED one, and I could have gotten it in black or white, and I got it in white. So now two of my consoles are white. So what I actually need <laughs> is for my Series X to be white. And so no, I, I won't be changing the color for that. I did, um, I did pre-order the blue controller though because oh, that nice. thing is awesome. I already have the red one. I have a white one that's got a little bit of drift. Um, America. Yeah, I, I kind of like this idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly. And so I kind of like this idea of just occasionally buying a controller that way when they break down, I can buy a new one because they will break down. <laughs> so might mm. as yeah. get different colors.
2: And I think I don't remember the rollout of colors in the PS4 generation. It it was, you know, eight years ago at this point. But mm-hmm. I do feel like the fact that we've already gotten five controller options. One probably means they've heard a lot of people who are like, why is white the only option? um mm-hmm. and to feels like a quicker solution than we got last gen but i could just totally be misremembering because i was still in college when the ps4 came out yeah. i'm trying to remember
1: because i was I selling remember. those i was i was slinging those when they came out <laughs> as they say um jada
3: was in a dark alley somewhere <laughs> like, hey, you hey, want a yeah, PS4? You want, I, the got fours.
1: I got I got I got I got golds I got silvers I got reds <laughs> what you need um yeah I want to say that the PS4 generation was a little bit quicker if I remember correctly I could be wrong um I want to say right out the get-go that they had oh, okay um right at the start there was only the black but I want to say like um probably like three months later they released two new colors and I think that's almost on track with what they did with the black and red so maybe they're on the same path line for it, and they're following that same trend. Um, but gonna... I know there was a lot of colors for the PS4 um, within the first like year or two.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna try to look this up to see if I can find the timing. But yeah, but Matt, what about you? How do you are you interested in any of these? And just how do you feel about this being an option now?
4: Yeah, you know, so uh, well, this is a can of worms. Okay, <laughs> I like. I like the current PS5. Uh, you can see it. Mm-hmm. I think on video right there. It's so big and so huge, and I kind of <laughs> like like that about it, right? Like mm-hmm. they're gonna. I feel like they're gonna come out with a PS5 Slim in like three years or something like that, and it's gonna be like a box, right? And I, uh, knowing this, I'm like, no, I want that big thing that immediately gets everybody's eyeballs to uh, to look at it. That being said, uh, my media center is a rustic. Classic bookshelf style. It doesn't have any like color matching or whatever like that. So like it doesn't matter what color I get for it because it's just not going to look good regardless. Uh, I like purple. I think I'm gonna get the purple. I think I'm gonna do a little mix and match. I think I'm gonna get mm. a, like a purple top and then keep the white bottom or whatever. Like mix, mix That's it smart. like that. Do a dual tone kind of thing. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. These these are cool. I guess. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I you know. What it is is like what I've been noticing is that like Xbox has already kind of gotten like a head start on the on the custom like design. Like they got the Halo Series X. They've been doing right? a like, lot. Like, they, yeah. got, they got that right? Spongebob so, one. Yeah, the Spongebob one. I'm I'm waiting to see when when we're gonna get start getting I guess like when the big games start coming out, right? Then we're probably gonna get like a Horizon Forbidden West theme. Special edition, or uh, well, God, or Ragnarok special edition,
2: and and that's kind of what I want to talk about with these. Like, I think the bigger deal is, I really love. I I think special edition consoles are very cool, and and it's great to see those and to celebrate all these launches. But they are just so cost prohibitive if you already own the system. Like, justifying buying a second one unless it's a need. Like, if you have a huge family or you're needing to for a certain reason in your home, or you want a second at that point in your life or you need to buy a new one like there there are reasons to get another console mark but uh there are (laughs) i i mean i i bought a second xbox so my girlfriend and i could play halo so i very much understand the need but like you know just to go out and be like i like god of war i want the special edition god of war i like spider-man i like the special edition spider-man that gets to be thousands of dollars over the course of a generation this is like okay we can just put out faceplates And everyone who likes God of War can get them.
3: Yeah, Yeah. I'm way more open to the idea of spending $50. And I I assume if it's special edition, they'll probably charge even a little bit more. A little bit more. But like getting, yeah, a Spider Man themed PS4 Pro when I already have a perfectly good PS4 Pro is a ridiculous notion for me. Like, I I was like, I'm not doing that. So I wonder if they have data somewhere that shows that it's like, hey, when we have to release an entire console, this is how many sell and and like i bet we could sell more face plates so
1: i wouldn't I, be surprised I, oh god finish your point sorry
3: oh no i was, I was just gonna say so I, I i assume that that's the data they're looking to collect is they're going to release these five mm. and they're going to see how how much of
1: a hit they are i wouldn't be Surprise. surprised oh so hey <laughs> there we go jinx you owe me uh you owe me your lining your spot in queue um, For Final <laughs> Fantasy XIV. Um, <laughs> um, so I wouldn't be surprised if we started seeing these kind of faceplates show up in like the flashier collector's editions for these marquee games. So, you know, mm-hmm. like the, you know, Horizon has that, you know, the Regalia, I think, or uh, Regala edition coming out. It's obviously not going to have the faceplates with it because they were announced afterwards. But I wouldn't su- be surprised if mm-hmm. our next big like God of War came with God of War plates for the for the like $200, 300 collector's edition that they yeah. Made. Yeah, I could see
2: it. that. I I could see them selling them in a package like that for like mm-hmm. a limited time and then more mass appeal like if if there's clearly a need for it. Yeah, I I totally could see that being the way to go. And then you also you get all the like figures and the art books that you want, mm-hmm. but you don't yep. have to buy another system you do or don't need.
4: <laughs> yep. Mhm. And I think for people who like who, you know, cuz like that's an easy sell, right? Like limited edition consoles that's, that's hundreds of dollars uh i think for those people who really want like the full experience like maybe there's some like potential with the the filling part of the ps5 to to design with right so you can sell Mm -hmm. like a god of war faceplate, right but for someone who wants like the ultimate god of war ps5 there's also like some like extra design part for the the middle that's not removable though right it would just be exactly that would just be like a special edition yeah yeah, like that would be the full thing like you would be paying full price for yeah. like the complete edition but for people who just want like a minor cosmetic upgrade then you can get a much cheaper base plate without having to buy a whole second console.
3: Yeah. I I, I will say $55 is a lot more reasonable than I thought that they were going to be with it. I I if you, you know, had made us guess on how much they would be i i would say anywhere from 100 to 150
4: dollars it's two pieces of plastic so, mark how much could I, it be ten dollars <laughs> but
3: the display ones are are oh i i, I don't doubt at all that they're cheap mm-hmm. i am surprised sony is selling them for what right. many would see as a reasonable price it wouldn't it would not have surprised me if they're like it's 100 bucks oh yeah
2: i would have have at minimum thought 75 was what these would go for and it's it's not a cheap thing to buy it is you know roughly the price of a game but yeah in terms of what they could have probably charged i'm glad we're not in some stratosphere that i don't even want to ponder i did also wonder this was just i was literally watching the b-roll of all of them on on screen uh you can all tell me if you think this is crazy i also wonder how much these were born of like oh, we can't produce the internals for PS5s right now, but we can produce the faceplates because we can produce plastic like that, but we can't get Mm -hmm. all the chips. So let's just spray paint these and sell them in different colors? I don't know how much supply shortages might have played into these coming out when they did, but...
4: Uh, You know what's kind of nuts, though, is I remember distinctly uh, years ago when Reggie was still uh, president of Nintendo of America... That he was doing an interview and he just said that people just don't buy white consoles right like interesting across the hmm. board they just kept looking at their data and they're like people don't buy white systems and i i'm just like it's kind of crazy to me that playstation like knowing this was like put out a white system even though it seems like the general trend in north america is that people do not like uh yeah. uh yeah for whatever reason and like i kind of noticed it in like other consumer products like i was shopping for uh, a kindle recently right and it was like the black kindle was like black uh back ordered and sold out until like december but the white one was like super available you can just pick one up and like that's anecdotal or whatever but like yep, every sure. time i see a surplus of like white systems or like white ipads or something like that it always makes me think back to that thing reggie said about like how consumers just don't buy white products <laughs>
1: yeah I, I think i, I think i remember this... uh well i just want to tag on real quick mark and then i'll let you go mm-hmm. um yeah. but yeah um White and green are like the worst selling console colors. Um, a
3: Green console? Like Xbox, no!
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, I mean, what was the last Xbox that was actually green, though? None of them. I, I mean, none of, yeah, not even the <laughs> first one. I think there one. was a special not, edition none. for the first one. I think there was a special edition for the first one. But yeah, white and green are like the worst selling ones. And I think, you know, to Matt's point about, you know, white iPads and stuff, you know, from all my time working in like different retail and customer stuff back in the day, like people just don't like white because it shows the dirt so easily. It's so easy to show, mm-hmm. and they don't. They like the appeal of it not looking dirty, regardless if it is dirty or not. So, like black is like such a, a safer color to go with, than that type of thing.
3: Totally. Yeah, I I haven't noticed anything with my dull sense. I do. You can see it on camera. On the I I do have a white mouse, and it it, it this thing was like a hundred bucks, and it. I bought it brand new probably six months ago, and it has markings on it that just, like, will not come off. Um, But when I I was at GameStop, and obviously this is unscientific, when I was at GameStop buying my Switch OLED, everybody was getting the white one. But that's Mm -hmm. probably because the Switch has always been black since 2017. And for me personally, I was like, if I'm going to drop money on an OLED, I want it to feel different because sure you know yeah. you want you want to be able to see it on your shelf and be like that's the new switch versus obviously they've come out with like animal crossing ones i think they've come out with white ones since but that was just that differentiating factor to, for me it makes me wonder if 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 there was a white version at launch, if that would have been the the less popular, popular.
2: And it's, it's interesting that they went with a white console from the start because they had, you know, obviously the tradition of playstations other than the gray beginnings of the PS one was very much like the PS two, the PS three and the PS four were all the original offering was a, a black console. And then they released Mm -hmm. special edition consoles and whatnot, but uh, it, it was a very stark difference. And I think that was intentional on their part, but I, yeah, I'm very curious if the fact that they only had, a white version at launch did affect some people's sales, and I wouldn't be shocked if we start to see once the console is more regularly available, people just be able to go into a store and buy in box a red or a black or a purple one. Um, I think presumably, this, at least they'll put those on the I think everything
3: sale. about PS5's design was intentional. I think oh, they I wanted yes. it to yeah. be weird,
2: right? Oh, yeah. Like,
3: you can go and look at reaction videos, and everybody is just like ooh like that looks so strange right i've seen montages of that first reveal and everyone's just like what like it got so much like buzz because it looked futuristic right it's the
2: visual version of when nintendo called it the wii and everyone was like what why would you do that and then we all you know the wii became just synonymous with it like it was no problem and so yeah i think this was like a visual you're totally right i i think we had talked about on the show way back when um with with max brian and lucy of like we're all weird art school kids and so we were like this speaks to us in a weird way because it looks like a bizarre Mm -hmm. alien you know modem and so i like they were going for something and i think it worked to that extent but yeah i wouldn't be surprised if kind of matt as you were saying like whatever the slim design is will probably be a little bit more like kind of contemporary
3: conservative yeah (laughs) Yeah, exactly
2: um anyway of course th- these are you know going to be available to those who want to purchase them uh early next year uh hopefully there will be more ps5s for people to be able to purchase as well to go along with these uh but just wanted to mention those because it is sort of a new era of i think more customization for your console than we've had from playstation in a while and so this is where i also just want to say playstation please for the love of for the love of sack boy make a design lab for dual senses i want to be able to oh, custom design good. a dual sense please yeah let
3: c- us uh, know in the comments if you plan on buying these plates but you don't have a ps5 because i i would <laughs> love to know how many people are going to just buy these to be like when i get my ps5 it's going to be aqua blue I got I've, these, seen some, I I've seen some i've seen comments
1: console. about that already like, <laughs> like I'm, not, I'm sure like that's going to be the
3: case
4: Mm-hmm. mark as someone who buys vinyl records even though i don't have a record player <laughs> let me tell you we
2: we have had a broken a player. record player for years but we keep buying vinyls instead of buying a, a working record player so yeah, yeah. That, i feel oh, like. i
1: love my record player <laughs> <laughs> i get so much use out of that sucker but yeah continue i don't know uh, i was just player, pretty nor much nor yeah. i have
4: vinyls I, I, have know, that I, thought I, matt, I thought matt was going <laughs> further with
1: that point no
4: i just uh no i i i've been lucky in that every place that i moved in with my roommates they have a record player so oh nice there you go yeah. oh, nice but yeah. one day I... this episode
0: of podcast beyond is brought to you by nordvpn a great way to protect yourself online while also improving your overall experience while enjoying cyberspace are you tired of streaming shows movies or sporting events being unavailable in your region due to draconian restrictions that are based on completely arbitrary geographical boundaries in physical meat space well switch your virtual location to a place where that's no longer an issue
3: And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
2: So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
4: We'll be on my own. son's record player <laughs> and a <laughs> box of vinyls that I can't play.
2: <laughs> I was going to say dozens of vinyls and uh, yeah, nothing to play them on. Mm. The, the saddest story since a uh, uh, used pair of baby shoes. Anyway, uh, moving on from there, PlayStation did have a little bit of extra news, uh, kind of under the radar, but I do want to talk about it because I do think it's it's an interesting one to speak to this year. Uh, late last week, PlayStation announced their fifth acquisition for the year uh, of a studio known as Valkyrie Entertainment, uh, which will, quote, aid in the development of key PlayStation Studios franchises. Uh, Valkyrie Entertainment is maybe not a name most people out there have heard. Uh, I think is probably not a wild thing to say. Um, but they have worked with PlayStation in the past for, for quite some time. Uh, most recently they've been partnered and working with Sony Santa Monica, both on God of War 2018 and have been working with them on the development of God of War Ragnarok. Uh, they've also worked, you know, across company lines. They worked with Microsoft on things like Halo Infinite, Forza Motorsport seven and, and other uh, titles uh, both on console and PC yeah. Um so they very much feel like a studio that's going to continue to aid and support uh, other PlayStation studios in this case, which is sort of what we've seen with Nix's as well, which was acquired earlier this year. Uh, a, a studio kind of most prominently known for, for PC ports and handling things there that they obviously do have like in development or in-house developers who who help the creation of games. Um, but I thought this acquisition was really interesting Because I'm curious what you all think of of sort of PlayStation's total acquisition plan so far. Um, As I said, this was the fifth studio they have acquired this year. Firesprite, Bluepoint, Housemark, Nix's, and now Valkyrie. Uh, And nothing that they've acquired, there are some tremendous teams in there, but nothing they've acquired has been like, oh, we need to respond to the Bethesda acquisition. Or we need to acquire studios in the same way that Xbox did when they acquired, uh, you know, what what was it? I think uh, Compulsion, uh, the Hellblade developers. Forgive me, I'm blanking on their name. Ninja names. Theory. Ninja Theory. Thank you. Double Fine. Uh, I wish someone knew yeah. their name, but yeah, they acquired like mm-hmm. six name or six studios all at once, and then Double Fine within within a year, and then Bethesda a couple years later. Like they very much were going for names to help bolster their first party studios, and like just to have games. To me, yeah. to me, this feels like. PlayStation wants to make sure the the teams that they have and the teams that they know are working well have all the support they can while also still introducing some new smaller teams into the mix. Um but I'm yeah. I'm curious what you all think about this cuz it is this isn't like a oh my god they they have bought the biggest teams in the world. Like I said, I think most people probably didn't even know about Valkyrie before this. Yeah,
3: yeah I but- think Good mark. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, so like, there, there are two. I would say they've they've acquired two big ones, right? They acquired they acquired Blue Point, which primarily made PlayStation games already. Which you know they're they're famous for the remakes they make. Most recently, Demon Souls, uh, and then and then House Mark, which was basically full on PlayStation as well with PC versions of their game. Uh, I I don't think we're gonna see that. The the Bethesda level, or I guess Zenimax in this case would be, is like, that's an acquisition I don't think we're going to see for a very long time. Like an acquisition of that scale. The fact that they acquired a huge publisher that owns some of the most beloved studios of all time. Like, I just don't even know what PlayStation's version of that is. I think you nailed it when you say like, this is more on the level of like Double Fine, like, hey, Double Fine, you're going to make games for Xbox now. Uh, we're going to be hands off. This is just your games are going to come to us. And that's kind of what it k- kind of seems like with Housemark and Bluepoint. I would be interested if PlayStation really wanted to get into the game, what, where they would look to Ubisoft, well, like, you know what I mean? Like, so- it would have to be something of that level.
2: My hey, I, thing is, I don't think they need to. Like, the the whole Bethesda right. acquisition was because Xbox needed games. They needed to and,
3: bolster their first party, where yeah. PlayStation and, already has a bustling first party.
2: And yeah. so PlayStation acquiring, I think Valkyrie and Nixes are the, the two that make the most sense to me. And and just to sort of give why I think this is, is the reasoning, and you can all tell me if I'm crazy, but like, in the PS3 generation... Even though that was a weird console developed for Naughty Dog, had the output of the three Uncharted games and The Last of Us. Whereas on the mm-hmm. PlayStation 4, they had Uncharted 4, Lost Legacy, which admittedly started as a DLC but grew to something a little bit bigger, and then The Last of Us Part 2 at the very, very end. Like, mm-hmm. I, and you know, even a company like Sucker Punch had a few infamous games in there and then had Infamous Second Son at the very start and then Ghost at the end. I feel like PlayStation wants those teams to be able to get back to a more like, Two to three year cadence, rather than a four mm-hmm. to five year cadence, and so these teams being internal, having direct access, not having to worry about you know signing contracts or dealing with any of the minutia of business, can just right. be hey Valkyrie, oh you're Halo.
3: working on Halo right now, <laughs> damn it, like yeah, <laughs> they, they, they don't have to worry only, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, so, that totally makes sense.
1: Yeah, I mean you have to look at it like games are in the terms of scale and scope are only increasing. We're only getting bigger. Nobody has tapped the full potential of the PS5 yet, like or the Xbox Series X for that matter. Nobody has tapped the full potential. So like I look at this as Sony is future-proofing their business model, like you're saying Jonathan to increase the cadence of those games. Um I think it's going to make this is these type of acquisitions make sense for Sony to do because this allows them to have the you know the more core things focused on inside of Insomniac. You now while they're building Spider-Man 2 and everything and Wolverine they're able to focus on the core things of what they want to do with Spider-Man 2, and they can have an, an additional team like Valkyrie come in and like, hey, we need you, you help to kind of buffer out some of these other side parts and assist in these different areas. That way, the main team, the main creative team and design team can focus on these core principles of the game. Um, I think it makes sense, and I think, that's, I think it's the right decision for Sony this generation. Actually, what about you, Matt? It's an yeah. act
4: of sabotage. Uh, <laughs> there you go. If Sony buys out all of these support studios, who will help out on the next Halo? Nobody. And now Microsoft <laughs> is screwed. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's
2: uh, secret that's... subterfuge. Tim it's foil really, time. you know,
4: I, <laughs> It's Jay, honestly, like, I, I, I swear, I saw a comment along those lines uh, somewhere so when I read about the Valkyrie acquisition, and yep. it was just so funny to me that they're like, this is a smart power play uh hoarding <laughs> all the support studios and 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 starving the other big players there are uh, so many support studios that's so
2: funny uh, yeah mm-hmm.
4: i you know i think it's like um Like I'm of the opinion that Jonathan's right, right? Like they already have a robust first party uh, studio lineup so that they don't need to make the kinds of like Bethesda acquisitions that Microsoft has because Microsoft Mm -hmm. didn't have those. And I think I see all this stuff and it's really just doubling down on that, right? Like they want more support for their core studios and that's why they're buying support studios, right? And they want more core games on PC, so they bought a PC porter, you know? Like this all seems like very in line with that thing. And like I think the I think the reason why we're even talking about this is not that like Sony is suddenly making like is on an acquisition spree, is that like in a normal year in a normal past or whatever, these announcements would be made on like PR Business Wire and we would write <laughs> it up, of course, but like nobody would care, right? But now there's like this acquisition arms race uh yeah. happening right and suddenly like people like these are like big news topics when like normally they wouldn't be right like rockstar buys support studios all the time right and renames them like rockstar india or rockstar you know whatever but like nobody cares about it but suddenly we do now and it's just big major headline news for well- some reason
2: No, I mean, I think you're totally right there because there's even one, um, I recently put up a piece, the State of PlayStation Studios, and obviously it was before this uh, acquisition. We tried, we were like, there's no way they're going to do another after the four. We we should be safe. So we published that. But, um, you know, one of the things that I talked about in there was uh, Sony has a Malaysia studio that opened a couple of years ago that helps other studios with art assets and, and the creation of animation and things like that no one really talks about them and that wasn't a big story two years ago even Mm -hmm. you know when they opened obviously the insomniac acquisition was a big deal but it's like that's another support studio that's just in the stable but no one really thinks about but is there to help in the same way that it seems like valkyrie or nexus is i think you're totally right matt Mm -hmm. that it's like xbox created this cadence of the idea that like acquisitions define these companies and so now we're in this funny arms race i think you're totally right there that's like kind of what we're seeing yeah, like like three, when they, when three or they, four years
4: ago no one would care
2: yeah yeah
4: when they
3: acquire something like insomniac which had already been making playstation games since uh sunset overdrive um you're kind of like okay now <laughs> we right. know that what's that
1: never a game before that <laughs> no you said no, they've no, been I making just... sony
2: games since sunset overdrive
3: since sunset overdrive they've been <laughs> making exclusive like have, have they made any xbox games since sunset overdrive that have hit no. Xbox? no 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 but
2: i just mean like they've been working exclusively with playstation since the the ps1 and
4: then sunset yeah. was the outlier. except for sunset yeah
2: sunset was like well and, and excuse and me how dare you all fuse yeah thank yep. you jay um, yeah. <laughs> yeah the game and
3: so we what i'm saying of. is is <laughs> they already seem like they were pretty exclusive right, right. and yeah. uh and, sure and 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 cheated on us once and then came back <laughs> we forgave them no um and so acquiring them just kind of ensures that it's like yeah we know that all future games from them are going to be exclusives where it's like these choices may seem unexciting and the results for them are probably not going to be uh very forward facing people aren't going to understand what valkyrie did on god of war ragnarok but it them being exclusive could mean the difference of god of war ragnarok coming out in 2022 versus 2023 right and i think that those are things that people probably won't notice but would be thankful for if they knew that that was the case
2: <laughs> yeah the, the uh, acquisitions like this and Nexes can, can make a big impact on that and i yeah i think it is going to i'm sure we'll probably see a couple more of these in the year to come but i do feel like playstation probably you know obviously they have not had a problem over the last decade of having really awesome exclusives the problem i think they ever faced was just making sure they had enough of them because as we mm-hmm. saw like at the end of last gen for the the last couple years, the focus was on Spider Man, Last of Us, Ghost, and Death Stranding over and over again. So much so that they stopped going to showcases because it was like, well, we're just going to keep showing these four games. And so, and you know, obviously there were other games that came out in those last couple years, like Dreams and and Concrete Genie. But in terms of like those high profile ones, so I think PlayStation doesn't want to fall into that problem again. I would assume. Um,
1: you mean in, they in don't want to follow the uh, the Death Loop model? <laughs> and Sorry, only gotta, show one game. I've got to I've gotta throw it out every episode now. No, we've um, gotta have
2: a death loop. It's that's what death loop is all about. We
3: we could not though, and almost <laughs> nobody would care.
2: Oh <laughs> my <laughs> Mark, don't 2021, anger the comments Mark. like this. It's 2021, no, I, I, Mark. I mean, it just, is the
1: year of Death Loop. Not my to... game of the year, but it is the year of Death Loop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> and, then, and then it's going to come to xbox and it, next year will be the year of death loop <laughs> <laughs>
2: um but no i i do think it is an, an interesting approach and i do hope that it it plays out over this generation that we get to see these studios that are producing these the first party games have that support be able to put these things out at a, at a reasonable pace one that also doesn't overtax those studios specifically like obviously um as crunch continues to become a bigger conversation in the industry, especially with studios like naughty dog, often coming under fire for, for discussions around crunch. I think if Sony can give more support to those teams, it's only for the better for that stuff as well. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see if we get more acquisitions in the coming years, but, uh, hopefully it just means a cadence of more awesome first party games is kind of my Mm -hmm. hope here at the end of the day. Um, any other closing thoughts before we move on?
3: Yay for video games. (laughs)
2: <laughs> how dare you
4: uh here what
2: <laughs> last thing i just want to mention on the news front was uh if you haven't read it please go check out uh rebecca from our news team's wonderful follow-up piece uh about sony and its relationship with uh, its indie partners uh this was sort of a follow-up to a uh report that we had earlier this year when was it it feels like both weeks ago and years ago uh back in july uh, what the
3: difference it was months <laughs>
2: exactly uh, where reb sort of broke down uh the frustrations that uh many indie devs have been having in terms of getting promotion uh and support from playstation sort of behind the scenes on the playstation store things of that nature uh and i i really love this follow-up i definitely go uh, recommend you check out the the full report of it but uh, essentially rebecca kind of broke down um kind of the key issues were you know behind the scenes tools and forms and processes for getting your uh questions answered for getting support from Sony in the first place uh, actual just communication issues of not really having great communication with those those partners uh and helping to find ways to get actual promotion on the PlayStation store in you know in front of PlayStation players outside of I I think it's in the article sort of the the usual suspects and mm-hmm. and so Uh, Several people, including some of those that Reb spoke to previously, as well as a few others, uh, did say that they have started to notice change and and progress behind the scenes. And obviously there are like foundational things, it seems, within the tools that PlayStation actually use to talk to and deal with indie partners that need updating and fixing. But they seem to be uh, in communication more. Uh, It seems like people were saying, you know, support emails they put in. Used to take weeks, if not months, to get answers. If they ever did get answers, now often are getting answered within a couple days. Um, they they are noticing a bit more support on on getting those games, uh, you know, prominently on the PlayStation Store. Uh, and we've even seen something I think this week with like Pray for the Gods, which is a game that's been announced for PlayStation for a while. Got a surprise drop on PlayStation. It got like big showcases on PlayStation's Twitter account several times. Uh the PlayStation blog, the PlayStation store, at least for me, it, it was pretty well highlighted. Um, you know, it it seems like the issues are not a hundred percent fixed by any means, but it's really good to see this progress being made. Um mm-hmm. I, I don't know if any of you had a chance to check out the article, but just curious I if did. any of you had any- yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, it's it seems that the the biggest complaint is that Steam just does it so well, and they use algorithms to kind of, you know, uh, curate lists where actual user engagement is what makes it. Where if there if there's like underground indie buzz about a game, people are checking that game out, and they're reviewing it, and they're downloading it, and they're wishlisting it, and that will make Steam automatically show it off more. And there's often sales and stuff like that where like you mentioned earlier you know the usual suspects it's kind of like PlayStation has this curated list of just like everybody loves x games so that's going to be on the indie spotlight right and it's going to be like you know you're just kind of like all right well some of these smaller people yeah it's kind of the same problem a lot of industries have like Twitch right you go to Twitch and if you make a brand new account, you're going to be shown the same 10 accounts, right? Like the biggest, the 10 biggest Twitch streamers. And you could have someone who's doing really, really cool things and they're they're averaging 20 viewers. And so they just aren't pushed because they're not averaging 10, 20,000 viewers that these Battle Royale shooters people are, you know, doing. So it's, I definitely understand the frustration there that it's really hard to get noticed and uh so i'm glad that playstation is taking the necessary steps to show off because i i i play more indie games than i play regular games or you know triple a games so <laughs> regular, I'm, game. I'm regular <laughs> games so i'm always happy to uh i'm always happy to to learn about really cool ones and see them get more promotion
1: yeah i have a philosophy for me whenever there's like a sale on the playstation store and i see something that i want so like I just recently picked up Kenna because it was on sale. um, And it's just one I had kind of overlooked throughout the year because other stuff came out. But anytime I pick up a, like, and it kind of is technically an indie game, but um, I bought something else. I can't even remember right now. But anytime I buy something in a sale from like a big AAA, I always go and look in the indie section and I buy some random indie title for like, you know, anywhere that's like three to 10 bucks. I spend an extra three to 10 bucks to support an indie developer and I play their game. Um, I think the last one I played was like Torin, which was this like shadow, not shadow because like this Ico kind of like esque game. Um, and it wasn't the best experience I played in 2021, but it was kind of a cool, just like way for me to experience something indies had done. Um, and so that's just something I do to support the indie developers out there because I know it's a hard time to get their game noticed, And, um, I may not shout out every indie one I play, but, um, I try to, so
4: yeah I mean, it, only yeah. games that cost 70 dollars <laughs> that's,
1: it, that's it that's that's you it. only buy the
2: big ones i'm yes. very poor
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: that's like no. what it didn't have a development team of 200 people i'm out how dare you it didn't have a half a
4: billion dollar budget how dare you waste my time <laughs> Are you even a game uh no it's cool. it's good right like it's uh it's always good right it's yeah i think sony in particular uh could probably improve the most out of the, of the three like just today nintendo did an indie world showcase right and that's yeah, like mm-hmm. a really helpful way to get indies on the platform notice um xbox has been flirting with the id at xbox on twitch streams which has happened two three times this past year right but yeah. like playstation doesn't really do anything like that their their most and,
3: recent state of play was all indies so that's right. that's yep. like
2: But I think the the state of play problem is is larger because that show varies so much Mm -hmm. time to time. Like at least with Nintendo, you know, when they're doing an indie world showcase, what it's specifically targeting. Whereas with a state of play, it's like, okay, well, they said it would focus on Deathloop. But I'm also hoping they reveal Sly Cooper 5 because Mm -hmm. it's a PlayStation show. And so like mm -hmm. that's
3: something they need to figure out, because, yeah, I agree with Matt. If if it's ID at Xbox, you know, it's Indies. And then, yeah, today's Nindy World Showcase uh um, yeah where um, people were so mad at the most recent state of play and uh, they said it was going to be Indies, but yeah, right people see state of play state of play is also where they showed 16 minutes of horizon forbidden west so yeah, yeah definitely a branding problem that they need yeah, to solve yeah
4: and like even then like the most i think about like sales opportunities I, I associate with sony and the biggest one i always think about is golden week right which is something yeah. that they do every year and that's mm-hmm. always like because i know like Oh, if there's a cool jrpg that's out right now i can wait for a couple months for golden week to happen and then pick Mm -hmm. up a cool japanese game from playstation and that's kind of like the most like notable sales event that i associate with playstation right is that there's a week of the year where a bunch of cool playstation japanese games go on sale um but there's like you know but it's not indie related you know so it's yeah yeah. sony doesn't really have a strong like indie brand which is kind of weird for now because like the ps4 era early on they were hard into indies
2: yeah well it it seems to go in this this mm-hmm. rotation of things where it was like xbox to, to nintendo for a little bit to playstation back to nintendo back to xbox back to play like it, it does sort of go in a cycle of who's supporting mm-hmm. indies the most but yeah no i totally agree i think like it's great to see this stuff behind the scenes and i do hope we see more of it come to fruition publicly as well like i there are occasionally indie focused PlayStation sales, but they don't get the same sort of like fanfare that a golden week sale does. And I I think even on the state of play bent, like PlayStation will, they have done a couple times this year. They're like, here are six cool indie games coming to PlayStation. And it's six different PlayStation blog posts doled out over like two and a half hours. And that doesn't have the same impact as a 20 minute sizzle reel hype show where it's like, mm-hmm. here are the cool ones. And I think like, those are those cost more to produce those are more intensive yes but i do think that is getting more eyes in front of games for Switcher for xbox with id at xbox then here are five blog posts for you to go read mm-hmm. yeah. um and i kind of hope they start to lean into that i will say like a huge shout out like credit where credit's due even as these changes were needed i will say like regardless of of what happens on the actual playstation store if you want to know the best indies to go play on PlayStation, you should be following Shuhei Yoshida because mm-hmm. obviously in his new indie role, like that man so consistently is highlighting and promoting and, and spotlighting the cool indies that are coming to PlayStation on his own personal account and then sort of has been excellent at doing that, uh, you know, since his role shifted into focus on on indie and, and partnerships in that way. And uh, that's, I, that's I how only I get
3: it. Devs react to speedrun episode ideas. I think whatever shoes <laughs> tweeting about, I'm like perfect.
2: Yeah, that's the way to go. But uh yeah, no. I I hope we get to see more of this stuff front facing as well, but it's nice to hear that changes are happening behind the scenes. Obviously, it's not a like everything's fixed, we're good to go, but it is it is a sign of hopefully progress over this generation, that we'll see. Um but you know, speaking of both the indie games and the exclusively only $70 games that Matt uh wants to play. Yeah. Uh, I do want to spend plays only plays those i do want to jump a little bit into what we've been playing uh over the last few weeks and just kind of like what is on our radar as we head into our our holiday breaks uh and jade i'll start with you what have you been up to playing recently
1: oh well like i said i just picked up kenna and finished it already um was a really fun experience uh i definitely can kind of see when I was ta- we were talking about it a couple weeks back, about like, you know, you know, hey, what about Kenna? And you're like, Kenna was fine. And yeah, it was, I feel like it was fine. I feel like it would have done so much better if it was a launch title for the PS5. I feel like it would have been, it would have been received a lot better as a first kind of like sight of the PS5, not after seeing a few other things. Um... But I really love it. Majora's the mask and the B-roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <right>. Yeah, <laughs> definitely Majora's... the well, the, uh, the creators good, good. of this made a Majora's Mask short. Um, and this is actually where I first knew of them. Um, that's how they rose so... to fame. Yeah. Yes. Um and that's so I was super excited for kind of leading up to launch. And then there's just other too much stuff coming out at the time. I it it just didn't make that instant day one purchase for me. Um but I loved it. Um I really liked the style. I feel like it would do really well if it they did a uh, the Sony animation movie kind of thing like they did with Ratchet. I feel like Kenna is a good idea for that. Um, and then other outside of that, I've been uh, trying to work my way through Final Fantasy XIV like Matt whenever I can get in through the queue and Tales of Arise, um, which I'm Goodness. about 10 hours into Tales. And I think it's my favorite Tales game of all time now. Um, I just it's They did such a great job with the quality of life improvements on this game. Um, the combat is fun. The story is really well done. Uh, the main character is the same voice actor that did Noctis for Final Fantasy XV. So hey. Mark, do you, you have a reason to play it now? I'm um, in. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they, they, I'm really, really digging Arise. It's one of those ones, like the side quests all feel super valuable and worth my time to do. Um, and so like I just, I highly recommend playing Tales if uh, of Arise. If you haven't got a chance to it and you're an RPG fan, definitely give that one a shot.
2: I've had it sitting on my playstation basically since it came out never yeah. having played a tales game but been like this is beautiful i should play this and just that is
1: the direct. other game i bought during the sale this is tales oh, okay. of arise. so i, was, I can't that. remember the other game i bought it was tales of arise um but yeah. but yeah totally worth it i think it's on sale for like 60 bucks with like the uh for all the Special. extra dlc stuff gotcha. the the middle dlc pack is on sale um but yeah totally worth it um nice yeah. well but glad it. you're
2: enjoying that and glad you're enjoying Kana as well yeah i definitely recommend uh especially if you get a ps5 for this holiday uh, Kana is a beautiful game and and definitely go check it out and yeah it's there that studio's first game so i can't wait to see what they do next it's uh, also
3: on ps4 right
2: it is yes but just play it on ps5 but it's but it's um,
3: terrible looking on ps4 It's garbage. <laughs> i just haven't played it on ps4
2: so i don't know um mark what about you what have you been playing
3: gosh i am all over the place so i had to make a video for spider-man and i realized never heard I, of him i realized that game's pretty fun and uh a brave
2: take on this show let me tell you probably
3: one of the first people to say that (laughs) and uh i I, so i have the platinum in in both the spider-man games but i never played the dlc so i'm playing through the dlc um trying to figure out if uh spider-man is a spider dad uh i don't know yet so don't spoil it i'm still working my way through the first one we'll see how that goes uh i'm also (laughs) playing a lot of halo infinite multiplayer get Which out of here. Is, you know, I'm saying the <laughs> word on the PlayStation podcast. What a game. What a game that is. Halo is back and I am loving that. Uh and then I'm also playing, I'm also playing uh Dark Souls because I've never beat this game and so oh, me nice. and my friend, me and my friend Cosma are playing through all three Dark Souls games in anticipation oh, nice. for Elden Ring. So we're nice. we're co-oping them because I've I've never beat them and so she's mm. going to carry me through them. Uh and then I've also been playing Uh, this little truck game called snow runner. What a video game that is. You're like, picking up lumber and you're building bridges. There it is. You're getting stuck in the snow. You're getting snuck in the mud, uh, snuck in the mud, stuck in the mud, snuck in the mud. This is, uh, this is, this is a real (laughs) fun game. And, uh, I'm sure there's one person out there that's going to comment and be like, yo, snow runners. Great. (laughs) And to them, I want to say, uh, I love you. I see your comment and I've probably responded to agree with you because this game is actually really fun.
2: <laughs> I've heard very good things about it. So yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Try- I just haven't. I like, I used to play these games during my PC class in like elementary school. And so I just haven't played a game like this in that long, but I assume it's very fun. I've only, heard Oh,
3: look at him. stepping over. That hasn't uh, happened to me yet. I see that I'm in for some <laughs> trouble. Oh man. I'm getting worried now. <laughs> This, well, is, this is just a montage of everything that can go wrong. <laughs>
4: <laughs> this is a really like harrowing B like B-roll clip like I'm yeah, emotionally invested. I'm going to make it. <laughs>
2: well matt while you try to shake the the pressure of what these trucks are going through off what have you been playing as well
4: oh i don't know i don't know if i can recover from this this is a real like <laughs> a homeward bound energy from this truck game actually you just like, want
3: them to make their deliveries and yeah, right? they're just, they're just they're trying their best
4: them. uh yes as uh as folks from the who watched the video and saw the opening joke i am i'm also playing final fantasy 14 and locker attempting to every day after work at 5 p.m i log on and then i go make dinner because then i don't get in for two hours but when i do get in i i enjoy myself immensely it's great it's a really good time i'm trying to take it easy trying to take it slow which um the queue kind of helps with but i also uh want to both intentionally
3: uh... and unintentionally yeah right
4: uh but i also want to beat it before i leave for the holidays because i'm I'm gonna go visit my family so i do kind of have like a a weird deadline uh now uh that's like kind of approaching but sure. i think i'm close uh i'm really close to to the max level it's this is it. this is actually now not the best i feel like i've talked about final fantasy 14 on the show multiple times and every time i come <laughs> on I'm like this is the best time to play it. this is the best time to play it now is not the best time to play it because yeah. the wait lines are real and you will mm-hmm. encounter those so actually if you are a new player who's super interested maybe wait a bit because i think it's uh i think it's going to be a little frustrating. I yeah. think they, so, didn't they
1: say that they're prioritizing
4: people with uh, regular accounts over newcomers? Yeah, well, they're uh, regular paid accounts over trial members. There you go. Yes, that's what, what I, what I mean. is okay. what I heard. I don't know if that I haven't verified that, but maybe. But yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely yeah, I think def- if you're 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 keen on checking it out, maybe wait like a month or two for for the stuff to sort of regulate itself and and sort itself out, but right now is a time for fans right now it's time for the, <laughs> the people who want to see the end of this beautiful beautiful journey
1: yeah, uh, uh, I uh I recently got back into it with this expansion and I realized I'm nowhere near as far as I thought I was in the main story mm. like I literally am early uh was it Stormblood okay yeah yeah I'm way behind right I'm like you've got a hundred <laughs>
4: hour left I've got yeah, so I'm, much I'm in time.
2: Shadowbringers so
4: yeah. Oh, you're getting close uh, then. Okay, that's yeah. not too yeah. bad.
2: Oh wait, uh, wait, is Shadowbringers after Stormblood?
4: Yes. Sh- yeah, oh no, then I'm right in
2: Stormblood. Before. Never mind. Never mind. Uh, I'm okay. in Stormblood <laughs> also. Yeah, I'm I'm also extremely far behind. <laughs> Time to group up. Time to group
1: group up, Darnell. Let's get on the same server.
2: <laughs> Good luck to the boat. 300 hours yeah. later we'll
3: get there. Can can yep. PlayStation people play with PC people?
4: Yep. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. all crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um I yeah, and it's kinda crazy, right? Because like the PlayStation controllers is both very smart and also uh like still doesn't compare in my mind like to the to playing on mouse and keyboard right because mm-hmm. you just have what how many keys are on a keyboard 33 40, at least 12, 30, yeah. at I, least at 12. Like, more than I played 12 it back yeah. <laughs>
3: in the like ps4 days and I, I remember it working super well like you like hold r2 and a whole bunch of buttons mm-hmm. come up you hold l2 yep. if you hold them both then it's like
4: yep it's very well done it's a super smart system it's uh it's still a lot and like you kind of have to be a master of it but like i rated with people who play on playstation controllers and i am in awe because it's
1: (laughs) yeah i'm a playstation player so that's
3: powerful i would (laughs) i would definitely be playing on on mask keyboard for sure instructing
1: people how to do extreme um instances are not it's not fun on PS4 mm-hmm. or on PlayStation when you're the person who has all the experience of running these extreme <laughs> instances and you get pulled into one and it's just like okay you got to move over here and we need we need two people to separate and don't go too far away otherwise you'll stun and it's just it's so much but yeah mm. it's a lot of,
2: uh, yeah i uh i normally i've been playing as a healer uh and so i like i I got pretty used to it on on playstation we also found like someone who did a pretty good like here's the best optimal way to like click around to make it easiest for you to customize um but i took a big break and then went back into it and did a, a dungeon and just completely screwed my team over because i forgot all the button combos oh, i needed no. to press and i could not heal fast
1: enough. it was just I, not going well i had that same issue i'm uh my my highest class is my paladin i'm at 69 a um and you know i just figured that was the best way to leave it last time i stopped playing um and then all the experience got reset but um i went in i did like one of those little little level 10 instances or whatnot just to kind of like reacquaint myself and i didn't tank anything like my dps tanked (laughs) that whole fight my healer had to i swapped over to my ninja for uh, my leveling up through this through the uh, main story quest now because it's like i just need to play dps and learn everything before i jump back to my paladin or my white mage mm-hmm.
3: it's probably like sacrilege to say whatever but i the ps5 version and ps4 version also does support mouse and keyboard if you want it yes to, correct yep
1: on my yeah. ps4 i had like a i had like a keypad that i attached to my ps4 controller i'd ah. use but um also i had a keyboard i have like a small like numpad-less keyboard next to my ps4 and ps5 that i can plug in when i do need to type people
2: sick yeah very nice i uh yeah i also for anyone who maybe has never played an mmo or is very scared about jumping into this massive game i i did it earlier this year and it was very easy to do outside Mm -hmm. of learning the controls but yeah it's uh for for uh a standard controller i think it, it adapts that stuff very very well so yeah uh but matt i think i think your call of like maybe wait a month or two if you're you're like i should check out all this hype for final fantasy 14 if you're a newcomer maybe wait a little bit
4: yeah and matt that's I... my, my secret plan to get people to stop <laughs> queuing in actually <laughs> there you go
1: take a matt, beat
4: correct Let me, me if it. i'm
1: correct me if i'm wrong matt but uh isn't it free trial like all the way up to level 60 or the end of realm reborn or something like that now wait. We are not doing
4: this meme. We want people we want less people to play the critically acclaimed MMORPG Final Fantasy 14 I with mean, a free I trial it... that now includes the critically acclaimed DLC and uh, Heaven's Ward.
2: <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
4: You did it Uh, in one.
1: I like
2: it. But we
4: want less people in, not more.
1: That is true. (laughs) Right now.
4: For at least for the next month. Right. Yeah. Give us a month. Exactly. Come back in a month or two when I'm done with the campaign. Then go at then go have as much fun as you want.
1: (laughs) Jump on that meme in February. I'll
2: come take
4: for you in your parties. Just message me.
1: Just give us a month (laughs) to finish the campaign.
4: (laughs) Absolutely right.
2: Perfect. Um, well, and then yeah, on my end, I had I have been waiting to jump back into Final Fantasy fourteen for that very reason because I am nowhere near Endwalker. Uh, I I was revisiting Spider Man a little bit as well because I wanted to just do a couple photo mode shots with the new no way home suits, because that is just how I spend my time now in Spider-Man because I can't wait for Thursday. Uh, So I was doing that for a little bit and yeah, it just continues to be so, so fun. Uh, And I've also been playing as Spider-Man in Fortnite because that is a thing as well now too. Uh, And there is web swinging in Fortnite, which is a weird thing to say, but uh, it doesn't control too badly. It actually, it it takes a little while to get used to it, but it's integrated. I'd say relatively well, you don't need to be Spider-Man. You basically can just go get the item around the map, uh, and pick it up, and you can, you can uh, car surf, which is really great. So you can you can web line to a car and just have someone like pull you around, which is really awesome. There's a lot of like on ground web surfing that you can just, essentially just
3: do. like in the hit movie Teen Wolf. I didn't know that
4: this. It's entirely based on that. I love the clip that we're watching. It's just Spider-Man with a with, with a, a gun with, with an assault rifle. Just,
2: yeah. Oh no, it's. I mean, that continues to be my my favorite thing about Fortnite is I can be like, yeah, I'm jumping in to Fortnite to play as Kratos with an assault rifle, uh while throwing grenades and fireflies at people. Mm-hmm. It's just. Bizarre. I just love that
3: he so also awesome. he also wasn't swinging. He's literally he's like. He's Spider Man and he's just running on the ground. He can't swim. Oh, yeah. He, look, he has all the this. powers
4: of a man, all the powers cow. of a spider, and all the powers of a marine. Okay, that's what he's <laughs> called Spider Man. Did he have
2: a sword? <laughs> he had a sword. Yeah. He had a sword. Yes. yes. I mean, I, I will say it's accurate. Ninja Spider Man, Ninja Spider Man. True. Uh, he, I haven't seen know.
3: the new movie. Maybe he has a sword. <laughs> the new movie.
4: Yo, Tom Had Holland works really hard for the next one, okay? He, he has, has a, a good gun training.
3: He's like, guys, I just got done filming Uncharted. And I brought all this stuff with me. And they're like, is that a gun? He's like, yeah, let's put it in the new movie.
2: <laughs> Kevin Feige's uh, like, I don't, I can't allow this. But he doesn't. Yeah, Tom has all the power. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been fun to be, be Spider-Man. It's a brand new map. It's a brand new chapter. So I've been having fun there. Uh, and then, yeah, I've just been kind of like jumping in between things because I am actually going to be without a game console for most of the holiday break uh nice. so i don't want to start a game and then not be able to play
1: it for two weeks
2: so Makes i haven't sense. been playing much else but uh mm-hmm. that's a little bit of what we've been playing uh ahead of our holiday breaks
1: can i, can I add yes. one more uh, matt you were playing you were i think i think you were talking about the matrix demo right were you playing yeah. that
4: yeah 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 no, i played taking, it too I'm, uh playing it or you know taking photo modes in it i've like, been you know. experiencing <laughs> it same thing all right experiencing it yeah it's a it was cool i uh, actually I helped out uh Destin with his preview for it, and he was talking about how he didn't know in the opening moments like what was real and what was uh like yeah. generated yeah. on unreal engine and i didn't I didn't see the experience yet when i when I was looking it over, but when I got in, I was like, oh yeah, this is like I know what he means now, like it's yep, I was also playing that game where I'm like, is this a uh, unreal engine five keanu or is this real keanu you know one at the
3: (laughs) end when you get to just walk around the city and like drive and stuff like it's insane
1: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i turned off all the traffic and i think the top speed i hit was like 152 in the sports car (laughs) Uh, it it was really tough i still need (laughs) to
2: jump in
4: oh it's great every generation i'm like how can they how can they get better like visuals in the next console right like we're Mm -hmm. definitely hitting that ceiling now and then i saw this i'm like oh they just like lifted it again so now yeah um,
3: wait what you're seeing on screen, you get to bring up a control menu and you can change the traffic and all that mm-hmm. stuff, and mm-hmm. you just run around for as long as you want. You can fly too. That kind of the camera can fly. Yeah, uh, no. It's <laughs> it's pretty insane.
1: I love the fact that how they kind of showcase how like the the different polygons and everything. You can turn on these different filters to see how things are made. There's different plaques scattered around the world where you can go and see how things are made, and there's also like little like challenges and stuff like that that don't actually time you. Like there's one it's like a uh the highway loop. It's like Trinity can make the highway loop in under four minutes. Can you? And so like that's when I turned off all traffic and tried to hit 150 doing <laughs> loops on the highway. Um, But yeah, I really love this. I think it's so cool and um, it really shows what the next gen is going to be possible. What's going to be possible in the next generation with Unreal five. Like what there's just so much detail. <laughs> Uh, this is an actual clip of me driving before I turned off the traffic.
0: Um, <laughs> well, I think I found your problem. You were on the wrong side of the road. I was this on the right America. side of the
1: road. I was on the right side of the road. So, you know, whatever side of the road I'm driving on is the correct way. I am the player <laughs> in the Matrix, not Got the it. NPCs. Sure. Um, <laughs> this isn't my footage. But, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I am so excited to see this, like, just everything the detail in the world is so phenomenal um i can't wait to see things like the games take advantage of uh unreal 5 and just what we get out of it this generation yeah totally
2: as you were saying earlier uh, with a couple games we were talking about like we're just at the start no one's taken full advantage of these consoles and we're getting new engines like this so as they get to learn all this stuff we're going to get toward the the really really cool looking and and i think feeling next gen stuff that we all want to see um mm-hmm. So yeah, this is cool. I need to, I really need to go jump into this. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you for bringing that one up and thank you all for for joining me for this episode. I think that largely wraps us up. Does, uh, before we leave, does anyone have anything that they want to plug anything going up on IGN either now or over the holiday that you want to make sure people check out that you can talk about?
1: Mm, I mean, I already plugged it earlier, the matrix thing that I'll be at for this weekend, but that's pretty much it for me. Mark. Yep.
3: Anything, uh, anything? Yeah, we have a uh, one final episode of Devs React to Speedruns goes live this Saturday. It's for Death's Door. Everybody's
2: Ooh. a big, Ooh, big life. indie game
3: that people love. It's a it's a fun episode. I I, I largely had them turned down because. Uh, I'm going to play the game over the holiday break and I don't want to sit Terror. there and just like get spoiled on it. So I was like, yep, <laughs> the levels are going and I can, I can kind of hear them. I don't want to actually hear what they're saying. So maybe it's a fun episode. Maybe it's awful. we'll see. <laughs> uh, and then, we'll <laughs> and then, uh, and
4: then we'll be back in the new year for more devs react.
2: Yay. That's Nice. Meow. Matt, anything on your end from the, the new side of things?
4: i have spider-man tickets on thursday i'm, I'm yes, I'm out. yes. Spider-Man. spider-man i cannot wait i i've gone
3: basically twitter blackout because it's like mm-hmm. the reviews are from no way home are pouring in and i'm like well then i'm pouring out i don't want to see I,
4: this stuff i haven't muted anything i'm
2: Ooh, I'm going go dangerously. Yeah, well,
4: let's. Yeah, I'm living dangerously. Let's see what happens. If it ha if he dies, he dies, right? <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't read our review.
3: I saw the score we gave it, but I didn't read the review. And I just. I I'm going to watch it tomorrow. So I'm like,
2: I'm just. I'm just going to watch it. Then I'll go. I'm read gonna. It. Mark, I'm going to probably suggest you don't look at the comments of this episode, because if we have just said we don't know any of the spoilers, people are probably <laughs> <No>! going to spoil. <laughs> uh, that is how of, the Internet works.
1: Speaking of yeah. comments, I will plug two of our uh, people on Twitter that responded to one of your posts or no around yeah, beyond stuff. Uh, so we have uh, Bango Skank uh at t galatovich i don't know if that was that word's allowed but it is it's there now um i would like for them to re-release persona 5 royal for any reason just so they can make some sick persona plates when talking about the, we were talking about the PS5 love, plates
2: right. and i
1: figured you would love that that's the only reason oh why I, I would brought love that some one persona up. plates yeah yeah uh,
2: yeah <laughs> and then, for my non-work-related uh, <laughs> projects that i don't know if i can talk about on this show
1: <laughs> yep and then uh for another topic we talked about around the plates as well, Tim Bob Wee at Lunchbox underscore Inc. Yeah, That's what I've been theorizing box. for a while. Release special plates to fit the console instead of collector's edition consoles. Um, yeah. So yeah, the you know, yeah. so we got a few people in the audience that are agreeing with us already. Um, thank you guys Yay. for uh, you know <laughs> submitting some uh, theories and hype things and other suggestions and thoughts and yeah, other words totally.
2: And and as we were saying uh, last week, we want to obviously continue to involve you all in the show next year. So again, please write in to beyond at IGN.com uh, with your memory card stories of, of your PlayStation gaming history that you want to share those on the show, uh, subject line memory card for those, or if you have any like memorable Uh, trophies that you've gone for, that you hated going for, that you loved going for, any Mm -hmm. that you had a really great tip you wanted to share for those, uh, you can also write into beyond at IGN.com with the subject line trophy tips, and we're going to start making those a a regular part of the show into uh, next year. But otherwise, that's going to wrap us up for this week's episode and this year of Podcast Beyond. Uh, Jada, Mark, and Matt, thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Had a blast. I had nothing better to do. (laughs) Thanks as always for that, that stirring, that stirring yeah. emotion. Uh, yep. And thank you to Tayo behind the sh- scenes for making the show happen. Uh, and also, even though he's not currently here, thank you to Red for making the show happen throughout the year uh, as well. Our, our regular producer and Tayo, thank you so much for stepping in right before the holiday as well. And as always, thank you to everyone out there for listening, for watching, for supporting the show, for writing in, for commenting, uh, for telling us how silly we were about it in opinion for for letting us know your thoughts on some of the biggest news of the year. We're really excited to be able to do it again next year. Uh, so until then, we'll leave you as we always do. Hoping you're safe. Hoping you're staying well. Hoping if you celebrate, you have a wonderful holiday. And as always, beyond.
4: Beyond. Beyond. Game scoop. No. <laughs> Man, it's the last one. Uh, start
2: the episode over. Oh, we got to redo it from minute back. one. Beyond, everyone. Happy holidays.
1: It
4: I'm taking some of Matt's comments because I like them. Coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.